Take off my hat, strip down my clothes. Now I am bare, fully exposed. That's where I'm at. Most never know. Take a close look, right under your nose. And this is the Just Not Good Enough podcast. I'm your host, Mickey, and welcome back. I am so excited to start off this new year, 2023, with a very special guest and a new intro. Our intro was brought to you by an artist known as C. Day Front. All the info is going to be in the show notes. And now I get to introduce to you our guest for today. It is Irene Jean Santos. She is an actress. She is a model. She is also a WBFF bikini pro athlete. She is also a mindset coach and runs her own business. You talk about a boss babe and this is totally her. This episode is also brought to you by Royal Performance Training. Irene and also Karina Mello own this together and their whole goal is to coach you to become the best you. Royal Performance Training is found on Instagram at Royal Performance Training. You can direct message them and also you can fill out their application to become part of their Royal Athlete community. And now without further ado, I would like to introduce to you Irene Jean Santos. If you're ready, I'm ready. And um, please introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. All right. Hello, everyone. My name is Irene Jean Santos. And what do I do? Wow. I wear many, many hats. And I prefer it that way. It makes life more interesting. (laughs) I always say I never live the same day twice, and I think I'm the walking statue of that. Let's begin with my full-time career, which is a financial advisor. Nice. I help people get financially fit on a daily basis for their current financials as well as their future. And the second thing that I do is I co-own Royal Performance Training, which Mm. is a training platform app for athletes, lifestyle clients, and I co-own that with my partner, Karina Mello. Nice. That is a flourishing business, and it came out of my passion for fitness. I, myself, is also a WBFF pro. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I became a pro in 2019, and my next goal is to achieve a crown. Mm. In the U.S. and outside of the U.S. in worlds. I am also an actress model as well as an influencer. Those are my hobbies. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, but I love to do them. Thank you. And in terms of career-wise, I would say that that's all there is. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. So let's just start from the beginning. What got you into being, uh, you said IBFF. WBFF. What? Say that again? WBFF. WBFF. Okay. Yeah. All right. WBFF. What got you into doing that? How do you go from just being younger you into this new dream? Like, how did it all come about? That is a very good question. 
and what got me into competing in general, not necessarily for the WBFF, was that I came out of a six-year relationship where I felt as if my confidence had left with it when mm. that relationship had gone. And I needed something to spark up the fire within me when it came to how I saw myself and how I felt and what better way than to physically get fit and mentally train for something that I knew would put me on that path of mental strength and believing in myself and finishing something and ultimately seeing myself on stage flourish as this woman who did everything that she needed to do to get there and to show it off to her audience. And that's where the confidence part came in, in my mind. That is what got me to start doing it. And once I had stepped on that stage, I knew that this was my passion. Mm. I loved every step and every minute of it. And the, the discipline that it gave me was unmatched from anything else I've ever done. I got introduced to WBFF after my first competition Mm. In 2013, where I placed third and overall fifth place, when I got introduced to WBFF, I saw the fashion and the lights and, and the glamour that came with being a bodybuilder. And I said, yeah. this is it. This is the organization that I want to get a pro card in and essentially get that crown. So in 2014, I competed and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> Because I expected to come in at least top 10 and I competed against 47 women. Came in 17th place, so not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. But it, thank you. It taught me a lot about what I did do, what I did wrong, what I did right. So from that moment, I said, no, next time I step on the stage, it's going to be mine. That, that pro card is mine. It took four years to get there <laughs> because life got in the way. Uh, yeah. I didn't let that affect my goal. I just knew that I was going to push it off. So to fast forward in 2019, I stepped on stage and I got my pro card. Nice. Well, hey, congratulations. You. Can you please tell people what WBFF stands for and yeah, like what, what it means for people that aren't savvy with that term? Yeah, of course. WBFF is World Beauty, Fashion, and Fitness. So mm -hmm. when people think bodybuilding, they think muscular women and muscular men and yeah. workout, 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 right? So the beautiful part about WBFF is that it is that, but more importantly, it's about camaraderie and it's about marketability, fashion, fitness, all combined in one realm. So when you go to these shows, you usually expect people that are just posing and showing off their muscles that they've built for these yeah. months. There you get to see a show. It's spectacular. And you get to see wow. the different bikinis. It's all bedazzled. The beautiful gala dresses that they wear. There's also a theme wear part when it comes to the fitness category. And they get they go crazy on the fitness yeah. when it comes to theme wear. Wow. That's what WBFF embody is that fashion and fitness. That's that's so cool. It kind of reminds me of uh, all my other guests that I've had on uh, that were in the pageant world. Yes. And you know, yes. same same concept, same stuff like that. It's pageant um, meets bodybuilding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool. I have so many questions, but uh I will ask a question that someone actually sent to me when I was telling them that I was interviewing you. Oh, so great. after they looked at your um profile on Instagram, 
They want to know how does your culture and background influence your identity and approach to life, good or bad? How does my culture and backgrounds, wherever, whatever that may be, influence your identity now as a person and your approach to life, either good or bad? That's a very good question. So I'm Filipina. I'm half Filipina, and I found out recently that I'm also half Chinese. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so the Chinese part aspect, I guess not so much, because I yeah. didn't know that till recently, based off of my heritage uh, DNA test. But in terms of my Filipino background, I would say that it used to influence me a lot when it came to my relationships and what I believed in. And even in how the world saw me. So I grew up in the Philippines and I was a Catholic girl. It's very, very strict. There was no showing of any cleavage or nail polish, makeup. So growing up, I thought that that was all taboo, right? To be at the age of under 21, to be showing yourself in social media in that sense. It almost felt like I was sinning. <laughs> Not that all Philippines <laughs> be that way. But when you grow up in the Philippines and you're in a Catholic school, it's it's expected of you to act proper and and, yeah. and embrace your natural beauty. So exactly. for a long time, that is what affected me. And when it came to my relationships, I believed, and I still do in some essence, believe that once you marry somebody that is the person that you're with for the rest of your life, regardless of the circumstances that are surrounding it. So up until I would say, when it comes to the makeup and the social media, when I came here to the US and I was in my teenage years in my mid high school is when I realized that that's not necessarily something that I have to conform to. Yeah. So I didn't. And I continued to post and, and show off the makeup and the fashion aspect of things and be okay with that. When it came to the relationship aspect of it, I was married before for mm. over two years. And I was staying in that marriage because of my background, because of the fact yeah. when you get married, you don't get divorced. And when that marriage had happened, due to the circumstances on how it ended, is what made me realize that no matter what, God is going to love me and my culture and my family is going to love me. As long as I'm not doing it for the wrong reason. I'm not leaving a mm -hmm. man for selfish reasons. I, I left a man due to reasons that I needed to get away from for my own mental health. Yeah. And so that's how I broke away from that part of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, our past defines us and to who we are. Um, I'm kind of going to ask some questions um, based on the podcast itself and also about you. And I'm just going to intertangle them all and... Uh, do it that way. We're going to do something new today. Ready for it. I love it. So um, you've talked about some stuff uh, already, but uh, the main question of the podcast is when in life did you feel like you were just not good enough and how did you overcome it? So when in life have you felt like you were just not good enough and how did you overcome it? When in life have I felt like I'm just not good enough and how did I overcome it? Well, I'm going to have to be honest with you. And I would have to say that that's almost every day. Yep. Yep. <laughs> every day there's a new struggle. And more importantly, as life comes my way and things get thrown at me, there's always that small part of me that says, you know, maybe I'm just not good enough for this, especially when things get hard. 
Yeah. How do I overcome it? I remind myself what a bad bee I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, so in all in all reality, I look back at all my accomplishments and I love to do this. And I always tell myself this, Irene, instead of thinking about maybe you're not good enough, instead of thinking about those challenges that you may not be able to overcome, I look back at my past and I say, what have you overcame? Yeah. Because when I look back at those moments. I think to myself, wow, you are more than enough for whatever it is that you're afraid of at this moment. And I have many of the circumstances where I've overcome so much. So that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. That's, and that's awesome. Um, My question with that is um, I'm assuming being Filipina in the WBFF, you're one of a few. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, how does that, I know you're, you're basically being a trendsetter in that aspect. How do you navigate all the pressures of being one of a few, but also accomplishing and succeeding, you know, far more than you would ever dream of and inspiring future uh, girls and women that want to be you in the coming years? So the question is, how do I overcome being one of the few? Yeah, like the the aspect of of like you know you're you're blazing your own trail. Everything's new. This feeling of just not good enough affects you because you're like, who am I? Because you're the one of the only that are doing it. Yeah. So, in terms of that, I don't believe, and I've never believed in any situation where there was a Filipino or an African-American or a Caucasian, I see us as people, people with goals and the same motives. And what has allowed me to flourish in a career where there is a few Filipinos is that I don't see it in that essence. I see it as we are a team as a whole, functioning individually to reach our goal, common goal of looking the best that we can, getting the marketability that's attached to the WBFF and winning for ourselves in a sense of knowing that we accomplish those goals for us and in the future for whatever goals we have in the end, right? My goal is to have a nonprofit women's organization to help women find confidence within themselves. And if I looked at it in a smaller scale, scale of the fact that I'm a Filipina in a big pool, then I don't believe I would be as far as I am today. Yeah. I would constantly be fighting myself and and almost taking myself, step taking a step back from what it is that I'm trying to achieve. Because my main goal is that we are all equal in all aspects, whether it's nationality, gender, yeah. age, right? So I don't believe I've ever seen myself as a small person in a in a big pond. I believe that I've always conformed in knowing that we are all people achieving the same goals. Yeah. And I think that's so great because um, that just shows the determination and motivation from your half just to be a part of it and the family aspect of what the WBFF and also your friends um, that are in that world as well, um, you know, want to see each other do well. Yeah. You know, it's not your typical, um, like, you know, maybe some people are super competitive, but you know, it's, it's like a sisterhood, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think that's so awesome. Um, I do know your, uh, mindset coach, at least that's what Instagram says. (laughs) So, um, 
I want to, I want to dive into the mindset of how to become where you are. And I'll just give you a little example from me of where, uh, I've been in the past and currently, um, and it's motivation. So with your mindset and where you are at with, uh, bodybuilding, um, and you know, you said, uh, beauty, fitness, fashion, all that stuff. Confidence is key. Yeah. Motivation is key. Yes. When you are uh, unmotivated to do something, as someone in your shoes, mindset coach, how do you kind of coach someone, um, either talking to me or someone else, that is going through just feeling the lack of motivation? Like they can go to the gym, but then they're like, "Why am I here? I'd rather just be on the couch or in the bed." You know how do you how do you get past that to actually like continue? So how I get past someone who does not have motivation and how I help them gain that motivation is by getting to know them. Everybody Mm. gets motivated by different things. Yeah. It'd be a relationship or money or the need to look the best in the room. You can't figure that out until you've dug deep. Yeah. My goal when it comes to motivating others is to dig deeper. So let's say for yourself, I would ask you questions such as, hey, listen, what point in your life have you felt great? And Mm. and what emotions was was attached to that? What were you doing at the moment when that happened? And at what point in your life when you didn't feel good, right? And I will take all the information that you give me and I try to find out what it is that motivates you as opposed to what you want as as an immediate reward. Mm. Right. So a lot of people, the reason why they lose motivation or they lose lack of motivation is they want something right away. Yeah. So when it comes to building long term motivation, you really got to get deep on what is it that they really want? People will say, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? Yeah. You know, I want to look good. Well, why do you want to look good? You got to just keep asking. They say it takes about five questions to get to the real answer. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And usually someone will say, oh, well, you know, because my jeans don't fit me. And okay, well, why do you think that that's important to you? Oh, well, someone called me fat. Okay, well, why did that matter? And now it's, you know, I've always been fat my life, my whole life. I felt this sense of misplacement because of the weight that I've gained. Mm -hmm. And now we're getting deep. So because of that feeling, I can now say, hey, listen, that feeling of misplacement is temporary as much as it is your goal is temporary, but without Mm. longevity and motivation, you can't get there. So when you step in that gym, you remind yourself of why you're here. It's that feeling of misplacement. You remind yourself that by doing this one step at a time, you're going to slowly crawl out of that. Yeah. And that's how we will get there, but it does take time. Yeah. And from what I gather from uh, what you were saying, it's also identifying the root of the problem, not so much yes. the problem itself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's the hardest thing in the, you know, something I've learned and I know other people are learning is just being honest with yourself, you that's know, hard for yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> very hard to do. And it's also being honest with yourself and truthful to the point where you're, you're not lying about yourself and you're okay. And it's being content with where you're at, but knowing you want to change. So, so like, for, always- yeah, oh. go ahead. I always tell people, people who cannot be honest with themselves is the biggest advice I ever give is look at the people that you trust. Pick at least Mm. two to three. 
because we can't see how we are as beings. Yeah. Right? Just move and we move. It's like, if you never see a mirror, you don't know what you look like. Yeah. Yeah. So the two, three people that are closest to you have them give you feedback. And if you trust their, their feedback and they trust you and they know that you're open to it, you're going to really get to know yourself. And mm. that's where that problem is going to start to arise. Or that's where those good assets are going to start to arise because people yeah. are not telling you what you may not know about yourself. Yeah. We tend to be living in denial most of the time, thinking that we know ourselves so much that we know every antics and everything that, you know, makes us happy. And, and that's not necessarily the case. It's people yeah. seeing us from the outside and what they're really seeing. Yeah. And also uh, having people in your life that aren't yes people. Yeah. You know, like, you know, they're like, hey, how do you look? I look great. You know, you look fine. Right. I'm oh. going out of the house. I'm like, how do I look, honey? He's like, oh, you look fine. I got hair sticking out. Yeah, yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with a good community, I, I hear all the time is something that's going to make people, um, you know, whoever it is, just thrive and succeed. Because yeah. if you have too many yes people, they're just telling you what you want to hear. And then you have, you get into the bad relationships, you get into the bad situations, life, you know, make the wrong decisions, because you had someone that just was saying yes all the time. Yeah, but you, you know, know, what I, what I believe about yes people what? What is <laughs> that? Uh, I actually had this conversation with with my boyfriend the other day about empathy and sympathy. Right? Mm -hmm. Sympathy is easy because you yeah. can say, "Oh, you're fine. You're good. Great. How are you doing? Oh, that's great. That's awesome." And then you have empathy. Empathy takes more effort, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, people are more sympathetic in a sense of they have their own stuff going on. They don't necessarily yeah. know how to deal with the problems. So by saying yes, they're, di they're deflecting any problems yeah. coming their way. Yeah. Yes, you look great. Yes, whatever. Because they don't, they don't necessarily have the time or not that they don't care, but they don't have the capacity to be able to ask more questions or understand more things as opposed to somebody who's empathetic. And yeah. not, yes, it's, well, why do you look like that? Like, can we yeah. get this? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So. so yeah that's that's such a good way to put it because um yeah so many people are uh quick to be sympathetic and it actually takes a stronger person to be empathetic yeah you know mm -hmm. and i you know that's that's so cool um i was i was too having that conversation the other day and it, there's such a i don't want to say like disparity but there's such a difference in between you know how certain people approach a situation and then you look back and you're like oh wait a second i thought they were being empathetic and they were really just telling me what i already knew and mm -hmm. i just went with it so <laughs> in the fitness world and all the lifting that you do how do you believe lifting correlates with life and you said confidence is one but is there any other ones that um you believe fitness really helps and it actually yes. has changed you as a person. Yes, 100%. I've learned a lot from fitness. One in particular of many is learning how to slow down and focus on the areas of your body which you want to grow. Mm. And that is so closely related to life. Being that I'm somebody who wears many hats, there was a point in my life where I had no control over the different categories of the things that I wanted to do. And for me to be able to do that, I really had to dig deep into what I already knew, which was fitness. And that was that if I was able to 
just like how I split up my days when it comes to my muscles, Monday's leg day, Tuesday's back day. It's the same thing with my life. Monday is my acting. Tuesday is my full force with my relationship and my family. Wednesday, so on and so forth. And then you have that one aspect of it, like as hobbies, right? Yeah. Would be my fitness on an everyday journey. But to some people, let's say it's they love to read, making sure that they put 30 minutes of their time to read. So that's how that correlates. The other thing I would say would be the consistency aspect of it. Nothing Mm. in life is achieved overnight. Yeah. And fitness has taught me patience because Mm. when it comes to life, I wanted things right away, relationship, family, anything I needed. I needed it right away. When it comes to my fitness, I can't have and see those muscles overnight. It takes yeah. time and growth and dedication and consistency. And I was able to apply that into my own life when it came to my business with my partner, my career in acting and modeling, as well as my financial career. I needed to know in my relationships that good things take time. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's such a great way to put it. Um Cause we all live in America. We all like that instant gratification life. And you know, that's why the microwave was made. <laughs> I don't even own a microwave. Yeah. Hey, that's perfect. That's, that's probably why I, I don't look that great in fitness. Um, but um, yeah, I just think everything you said is just so great. And you're, obviously on the latter half of it, because you've already gone through what a lot of people are trying to start, especially every new year, you know, um, what in, in, in light of resolutions or when people tell me they don't believe in resolutions in light of starting something new, mm-hmm. what is advice you tell people just to kind of do it? Like, keep going. Like I, you know, you you seem so well versed in just everything you've been through and your past has really defined you and made you to a wonderful person. You know, how would you be able to tell someone that's, you know, going through it either, you know, the person that is struggling with weight, the person that's struggling with self-confidence, um, someone recently divorced, like we were talking about, you know, yeah. how, how can you int- introduce that to people? So I break it down and really what it is. And I actually did a vision board with my business partner, as well as her clients at her gym at KFit Boutique. And the way I tell people and the way I've made it work for myself is that when you're starting a resolution or a goal, or you have a dream, have the end in mind. Yes. But know a clear picture of what that end looks like. Mm. After you have the end in mind, Live every day as if you're taking the stairwell stairwell to mm-hmm. that. Got right? it. Yeah. A lot of people they say, Oh, I'm gonna lose a hundred pounds. Right. Yeah. Remember, we were talking about the instant gratification. Yep. So now all they're thinking about is a hundred pounds. Every day it's a hundred pounds, a hundred pounds. That can get pretty exhausting if you're trying to lose a hundred pounds every day. Yeah. On the other hand, if you said I'm going to lose a hundred pounds. And know that there's steps that comes before that 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. That way you're not rocking your brain and you know that that's your end result. So now it's okay. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Every month, I'm going to lose three pounds. Mm. Right? Breaking it down. Okay. Every week, 
I'm going to lose 0.5 pounds or, or every day of the week, I'm yeah. going to lose 0.5 pounds. And now that you have that goal that you're achieving every day, every time you achieve something small, mm -hmm. then it's giving you that confidence to achieve more and more and more towards that bigger goal. Mm, nice. Yeah. So, and anyone can start this at any time. A lot of people feel like, okay, it's a new year. We can start it now. I always say, treat every day as if it's a new year. Yeah. Because you never know when that day is gone and no, and it's no more years. Yeah. Yeah. So if you woke up tomorrow and it's April 6th, which is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Happy early birthday. <laughs> if you wake up on April 6th and it's not a new year's resolution, you can still treat it as if it's a new day. New resolution. Let's reassess where do I need to go and break yeah. down big goal and then into sub subtitles of goals or mm. subtitles. Yeah, that's that's such a good way to put it because uh, even in uh, education and schooling, they say tackle a lot of the, the ones you can do and mm -hmm. don't like procrastinate it by, mm -hmm. you know, putting off the big one. But if you can basically snowball it or however you want to describe it, yeah. you know, you finish one, you finish one, you finish one, and then you're just on a roll and you can do it. Yes. And then you're there and you're like, wow. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. So a fun question I'm going to ask you right now is we were talking about motivation. We're all motivated differently. Yes. Do, do you work out with music? Yes. And do you work out with your boyfriend's music? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did some research. Okay. I, 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 saw, I saw some things. And so I, I just had to throw that question. I love his you. music. He has great music. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't say otherwise, right? <laughs> no, it is actually very good. I, I used to go to Izu and on all those things. And mm -hmm. I, I love EDM in a sense of I just love music in general. Yeah. But I've never really been in love with music. And I will mm. say that I do, I do really love the songs that he's created. And they're just, they're very, very good songs to work out to, dance to. So yeah. I appreciate That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so cool. I, I when I was doing my research and I was doing, you know, digging around a little bit. Yeah, I, I liked it too. It has a nice little like beat to it. All right. Now you're gonna have to tell me what your favorite is. Well, I love <laughs> all music. Um <laughs> A big one is actually Hawaiian reggae. I absolutely okay. love it because I used to okay. live in Hawaii and I performed with a lot of the bands out there. And wow. so I kind of just was able to carry that. And I was also in band as a student and I just have a, a huge appreciation for music. But also being an athlete, what music are you surrounded by the most? It's the upbeat, EDM, electric, yeah. trap house, uh, all, all that type of music is usually what it's around all the time. And I, for me, you know, people don't like it as much anymore, but I love a good drop. drop. It builds, okay. builds, 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 and then it just hits. Oh, I love it. So you need to listen to more of uh, Lodato's music. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, ever since you said um, you'd agree to be on the podcast, I was like, oh, hey, let's check out, you know, her other boyfriend. <laughs> great, great. I love it. Yeah. So, um, with, uh, with all that saying, um, your relationship with fitness is obviously a positive one. Yes. It, it hasn't it, always been. And sometimes yeah, it's not. That's what I say. That's my, that's my question for you. When it isn't, can you describe a time when it wasn't and how did you overcome it? So basically if you were talking to your younger self, yes. what would you tell her? I would tell her, well, let me tell you when it wasn't. And then I could tell you what I told her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So when I did not win in 2014, I got so hard on myself and I started looking at all these women and what they look like and how I wish I looked just like them and comparing myself. And now I'm at the gym and it got to a point where I hated it because it felt like a job, right? Yeah. I would go in and I just, I just didn't quite look like these women and I didn't understand it. And I had to sit back. I remember specifically, I went to the gym and I just cried my eyes out. This was <laughs> in 2016. Cried my eyes out. I was like, this is never going to work. I've been working out for two years. I'm a failure. I'm never going to look like these girls. And it was disheartening. And, yeah. and I didn't go for a gym for a month. <laughs> I was very sad. <laughs> and, then, and then I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Irene, what the F are you doing? <laughs> you're beautiful. You're kind. You have all these great attributes and your body looks great. The problem here is that you forgot to look at yourself and your growth and how far you've come, which is something that I always tell other people, as I mentioned to you earlier, take a look at what you've accomplished and remind yourself who the F you are. Yeah. And by comparing yourself to others, you're giving yourself an achievement that has been made by others for themselves and yeah. not necessarily something that you want, right? So then I had to sit back and say, okay, what do you, what does Irene want? Yeah. She wants the bigger glutes. She wants whatever. I had to make an image of myself for myself. And that was what I started to pursue again. And mm. it snapped me out of it. And it took time because I had to constantly remind myself of it. It was like waking up and showering, right? You got to do it or you're going to get dirty. It yeah. Same thing. Every morning I had to tell myself, okay, Irene, you know, stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop looking at photos of other women. It's all about you. And everybody grows differently, which is what a lot of people don't understand. I have so many clients and people come to me. I want to look like her. Like, okay, well, let's take a look at your body composition. Right? Yeah. We all have the same size bone structure, but at the same time, we all have different eating habits and growth yeah. process. So and genetics. <laughs> and genetics, yes. And comparing ourselves to others is just not going to get us to go because some person might grow in two weeks and you might take three years. Yeah. And that just ruins the entire motivation aspect of it. Cause now you're like, well, I'm never going to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to the whole mindset, you know, yeah. like we were talking about, um, with, um, with fitness. Um, I know we're talking a lot about it. Um, have you, have you seen a, um, an aspect in your life where fitness and your relationships were both like succeeding at the same time. And the question to that is how do you believe fitness has helped you in having successful relationships? And it doesn't have to be like, you know, your boyfriend relationships. And I'm talking like your, your, your best friends, yeah. uh, your partner um, in your business and you know, your boyfriend, like all that, how does fitness helped you? And how has your mindset and changing your mindset help you so much? Cause I clearly see that, you know, you on this side of it. Yeah. And so I'm asking, you know, just the building process and everything and the advice okay. you can give to someone in that mindset. The question is how has fitness and my mindset helped me in my relationships in life? Yeah. And this is currently. Yes. Oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I just, I, I see you currently and okay. obviously we know you're, you're, 
you've triumphed over a lot of obstacles to get to where you're at. I see. Okay. So in the past, how has it helped me? Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to my family, let's just use that as an example for the fitness aspect of it and mindset. My sister, Ilona Jean Santos, beautiful soul, she struggled with her weight for a long time. And having my fitness background and the mindset that I have, I've been able to push her and help her. And more recently, alongside my partner, Karina, to become a more confident, flourishing woman. I mean, she lost around 80 pounds Wow! within the last six months. She looks great. Uh, she competed in her first WBFF competition in December. Oh, that's cool. Congratulations yeah. to her. Thank you. She competed in Transformation. But other than helping her achieve a lifelong goal and to gain her confidence, it's helped our relationship in a sense of I've been able to really just give back, not just for her, but to my family and my friends. With my knowledge, I've been able to help them get out of a bad space, whether it was mental or physical. And I've been able to also help myself in a sense, because when they're happy, then I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think all around, it's been a really good thing in a matter of me being able to help them and them being able to understand me when I go through that process. Because mm. once they get into that fitness world, now we have more in common and they're healthier mentally, they're healthier physically. Now we're having a good time as a family. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really well put. I know for me, my mindset to anything is almost direct correlation with food. Yeah. So I eat my feelings. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do all the time because food is great. Yeah. Um, Not going to disagree with you. I yeah, love yeah, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I, I love Filipino food. Um, oh, wow. What, what kind of food do you like? From uh, I'm going to go basic chicken adobo. Um, I, I had balut the, uh, the other day for the oh, first Lord, time. I didn't even eat that. Yeah. yeah. You're more than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I just tried that. Um, but yeah, chicken adobo, um, wait, what uh, did you think of balut? You got to now describe it for those of, those of the listeners who are not Filipino and who does not know what balut is. Let me enlighten you. Yeah. Yeah. Balut is a bird. In a shell that is not fully grown up yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, it's in a shell and you 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 boil it and then you eat it. Yeah, it's half and half, is pretty much what it is. <laughs> uh it was different, I can tell you that. My friend uh was telling me how to eat it and I was like, I ate the egg half because it was egg. Yeah. But then having the bird there, it was just weird. It was veiny. And I was like, that's, it's just different. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it was okay. I, I tried it once when I was little. And I remember thinking, is that the beak? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did I just eat? <laughs> yeah. You get, you get really scared really fast because you're yeah. just looking at it and you're like, I don't know what, you know. Like what, what else is, what else is there going to live inside me? Is it going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it going to, you know, is it going to pop up? Um, rational. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what is the, um, what is the dessert called? The, uh, the plantain one, the, or oh, it's like, um, it's kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got, you got that one. You got all the, uh, Tron. maybe Tron. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that that's so good. And then you have um, what is it? Uh, geez, I'm just totally mind blanking right now. That's okay. The fact that you know all those four, you're more <laughs> Filipino than most people I know. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's great. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it goes with the voice, right? I've just been struggling all week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, um, what I'm remembering right now is um, uh, is it, is it Sisic? Sisic? Yeah. My favorite. Yeah, so there's a question for you. What is your favorite food? Like your favorite Filipino dish that people can, you know, favorite make for you? Filipino dish? Well, you said it. There's two. I like sinigang. Sinigang oh, okay. sour soup with pig. <laughs> yeah. And sisig. I love sisig bangos. It's a mm. type of fish. So good. People can make that for me anytime. I'm going to create a P.O. box and they can just like... <laughs> Just send it to you. Yeah. Um, my favorite, uh, my favorite like dessert, you know, you also got the steamed rice cakes. Yeah. Those are so good. That's, you know, it's a bad word in uh, Spanish, but it's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have you seen those videos? They're so funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love those videos. I like that. And then a uh, hollow, hollow. Hollow, hollow is very yeah. good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But I mean, you get that anywhere. I had uh, my friend's grandma is, straight Filipino from the Philippines. And when I was in Hawaii, she would make it for us. And it was just so great. I loved it. Wow. And, you know, but that's just my sweet Boy, side. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's why you know all the dishes. Yeah, exactly. A melting, melting pot, that is a Wahoo. Oh my gosh, it is amazing. All different <laughs> foods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going back to mindset and eating. Um, you, can talk, you can talk straight to me. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to be preaching to me on this one. Sure. How do I go from revolving around food? And I, I, I played sports in high school and college, and I have a real bad um, relationship with fitness. Mm -hmm. I've, I like it, but I don't, okay. you know, and I've luckily my mindset has changed where I know what I like enough to keep doing it. And I know what I don't like, like I will not do a burpee if my life was on the line, like I absolutely hate it. But, but if I told you that I was going to give you a million dollars to do a burpee. Oh yeah. Well then definitely I would have to do it. So that means it's not out of the question, right? Yeah. Because if you think about it, if I said, I'm going to give you a million dollars to kill someone, if that's not in your belief or if that's like, yeah. a thing, oh no, you would say, heck no, I ain't going to jail for a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Right? So there's hope. That's how I think as a trainer. I'm like, if I give you a million dollars, would you do it? And if they said yes, that means there's hope for me to get you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, uh, I, you know, also, it also stems from, you know, I had solar <laughs> surgery and, um, I did too. <clears throat> yeah. What, what did you, what did you tear or rip or so I actually got in a bad car accident in March of oh, wow. last year, 2022. Yeah. See all your research. <laughs> you see that, huh? Well, I, I did see that. I just didn't want to bring it up yet. <laughs> um, okay. but anyways, how, what did you, what was the injury? Did you have a specific so I one? Tore all of my ligaments on my shoulder and I have oh. some herniations on my lower back as well as herniations on my upper neck or yeah. like, the base of my Jeez. neck. Uh, yeah. you, want, you want to talk about how that, uh, that accident happened? Yeah. So <laughs> a person was driving the vehicle and did not stop oh. at the Yield time, we were getting off the freeway and they just kept going. And then we got T-boned on my side. Yeah. So Ugh. they, my side, we spun out and went into a ditch. 
Oh, well, hey, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. I'm very happy that I'm okay. And you look great. Thank you know, you. the injuries didn't, you know, keep you down. No. And in a sense, I, at the time, I felt very discouraged as mm. if, my life was over. Fitness is everything to me. I was going for my crown. I had just gotten off of stage in Fitness Atlantic. And the goal last year was to get a crown. And that accident really, really slowed me down. But with that said, it also brought me a lot of gifts. It, it brought so much gift into my life in sense of I know how to get through my depression during that time, which I was in. I figured out a lot about myself. I reignite my passion when it came to the things that I wanted to do in life because I had plenty of time to think, but it also got me to slow down. I, yeah. I realized that my life was always on a fast track mm. and I appreciated lastly life so much more after that. So yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm right with you there. I totally understand that. Um, you, you'll like this being into fitness. The way I tore my shoulder was um, we were bench pressing in football in college and we're we're maxing right i hate maxes because i don't to me i feel like that's just such a poor way of getting a team to like lift properly right yeah. um so i'm i'm benching like this and i have my elbows in right like not totally in like where it's all triceps but i had them like at a 45 and i'm pushing and i remember uh one of the older coaches he starts yelling at me and screaming at me and he's like your your elbows are too far in he pulls them out and I literally go like this, snap, drop, oh. and I tore my labrum all the way through. Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it, it was not It was no. not great. And what's funny is I didn't realize it was torn. Like, I felt the pot yeah. until, like, I remember being in the shower, and I just couldn't raise up my shoulder. And I was like, oh, I need to go get this checked out. Yeah, you're like, I think there's a problem here. <laughs> yeah, and so <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's uh, a lot where my un unhealthy relationship with fitness started was in football, uh, at least it was when I was there, because I didn't go to like a predominant school that had trainers. We had a lot of people that were like, this is what I do. Mm -hmm. And it was pack on a lot of weight, lift really heavy and go out and perform. And I, my body wasn't right, ready for that. And yeah, I, like I said, tore my shoulder, uh, strained and sprained my neck, ripped my, all ligaments in my ankle. And ever since then, like lifting has just been like, kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know with, I don't know if I can trust people telling me what to do, Yeah, you know, and I, I I'm trying to change it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I try to change it. I joined a, a, a gym, um, last year out here for a little bit because it got too expensive, but they had a, like a routine and everything was like said for me. And that was a lot easier. It's a, I mean, you probably know this. It's a lot easier to have a routine going into yeah. a gym instead of going into a gym being like, Hey, I have to maybe hit this muscle group. And I'm like, I would rather just be home <laughs> instead of like thinking. So yeah. that, yeah, that's just me. I'm so what, what is your, what is your recommendation for me being eating my feelings and having a somewhat unhealthy relationship with fitness? So I would say you have to come back into it just like you would a resolution with your half, with your cup half empty. Mm. Right? And I know that's easier said than done, but I would ask you because obviously you know that there's an unhealthy relationship with fitness and food and you know that there is a benefit of fitness and food because otherwise you wouldn't even entertain the idea, right? Yeah. 
But part of you already knows that it has to be a part of your life and that you have to clean up your diet to be able to live longer and all that. But what I would ask you is, again, why, why are you even entertaining the idea? Right? Uh, what are what's some of your goals? Oh, what are some of my goals? Let's go with it. Let's go with it right now. All right. <laughs> being, being single when okay. all, everybody else is getting married and all that stuff. It's like, you know, I, I've tried online dating. I've been told I'm fat. I've been told I'm ugly. I've been told a, a gambit of things. And so my thing was just like, hey, you need to start looking a little better. You know, I'm, I don't have like an ideal body figure or whatever, but it's just like, you know, I noticed when I was getting healthy, um, Fun fact, I lost 60 pounds in six months one time. Okay, uh, due, thank you. It, it was due to trauma. It was due to some trauma, but I mean, I got there, right? You got there, yeah. yeah um, but I did that. And I remember being um, at that weight, my confidence was just great. You know, I felt good. Uh, clothes fit well. Like, oh gosh, it, like clothes that don't fit, like they're just such a pain. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that's the reason I want to get there is because I know it affected my confidence in a good way. Um, I felt better about myself and I cared less about what others think. And a lot of people, uh, don't really publicly verbally say this, but when you're not confident in yourself and you're, you're not healthy within, um, your relationship with yourself, you're, um, you're not, you're not really that fun to be around. You know, you, you don't, you know, everything just doesn't click as well as when you're confident and you're feeling good, you know? So it seems as if you already know the answer because those are all great, great answers, <laughs> right? You do, you really do. And that's why I said, I think in, in a sense, you already know that you need it in your life because of the rewards that it has given you when you were in that point. Now, in terms of getting back in, a lot of times people are afraid because of the experiences that they've had, specifically for you when you tore your, yeah. your shoulder, it, it gave you a little bit of like a scare PTSD of you had someone there who was an authoritative figure in your mind who should have known what they were doing, but did not protect you from that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would have to say to that for you is that, listen, one, how are you feeling now? Being at a level of, I guess, the surface level of fitness and, and eating your feelings, right? And remember that. So right now you feel like you don't have your confidence and, and you don't feel as good not fitting into your clothes, right? Yeah. Take that feeling, right? And weigh it out with the reward. Yeah. Right? So you said it, your reward is that you're going to be more confident and you're going to fit into your clothes and you're going to, you're going to want to do more and you're going to be healthy. The, the temporary feeling of pain, right? You have to disassociate that and, and put something in placement of it, right? Mm. What working out does and what exercising does is it allows you to release aggression, pain, right? By giving yeah. you immediate result which is that feeling that you get when your serotonin levels are high after that workout right yeah yeah so when i said take it one day at a time i think that a lot of times what people say is oh it's going to be a long time it's going to take forever no you got to step back and you got to say okay what do i want i want to feel great yeah. how do i feel great by getting my butt to the gym <laughs> <laughs>
is this potato chip really going to make me feel great or is it going to continue to make me feel like I've been feeling for the last X amount of months? Yeah. I've been stuck in this position. But more importantly, I would say do more research, right? So a lot of times they get into fitness and they do all these things and they don't research it enough. They trust someone who's done the research for them. Yeah. But now let's put this in perspective for you to believe in something, right? Yeah. You have to know and see it with your own eyes. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, with that said, treat fitness in the same aspect, treat eating aspect, do your research, and then find a match for you who can get you there. Yeah. Like having the right mentor. And you said it yourself, you know, how do you trust someone while you do research on them? Yeah, and you look at the people that are around them, and and people don't take enough time to do that. When it comes yeah. to food, I love food. <laughs> I I'm Filipino. I love food, but I always balance right. So you don't have to give up. Love, right? Yeah. So whether that's eating potato chips every day, this is just an example because I love potato chips. But <laughs> you don't necessarily have to give it up. But there is healthier options. So it's yeah. all about give and take. Right. And giving yourself that one day, I call it a work hard and reward. Mm. So whether that be starting off, work hard, get your workout in, reward yourself with a little bit of something at the end of the night, whether that's mm. chocolate or whatever. Lupia. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> down on that, right? They're like, no, you got to go on this diet and you got to make sure that, you know, after a month, then you got to do it. That's how people look terrible in the end because now they can't maintain that lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. But if you're giving yourself a small reward at the end of the day and you're like, okay, I can have that pint of ice cream at the end of the day because I went to the gym for two hours. Okay. <laughs> so we're like, that's insane. I'm like, no, you know what? Do it. Because yeah. now you have a reward system, right? Yeah. That you're attaching yourself to. So now you can start weaning off of that because regardless, you're getting some form of reward at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. Right. And now it's more of a longevity as opposed to, oh gosh, I'm never going to eat bad again. This is terrible. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I tell people all the time, you know, because a lot of, a lot of people always have an opinion on fitness, whether they're in the world or not. You yeah. know, like my mom, she doesn't listen to podcasts, so I can say it. She's always like, "Go eat a salad." Like, go do something. I was like, I don't. I hate eating salads. I feel like a damn cow. That's like, what these powders are for. You just mix it in your yeah, drink. And I totally have some of those, and I love them. And I was just like, oh, salads. Like, I have salad that was in my refrigerator right now. And I was just like, I looked at it today. And I was like, I need to eat it before it expires. And I looked, and then I thought to myself, I was like, no, nah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was vegan for six months and I can't look at salads anymore. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how you did that. Oh, geez. It was torture. It was plain torture. Oh, wow. No offense to anybody who's vegan. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very different. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get it. So Irene, we were at the end of the podcast. So couple things. Sure. Please tell everybody how they can support you. So that's following you on Instagram or anything else you do. I think you're wonderful and you should do a YouTube series and people should just follow your life all the time. I think that'd be fun. Um, yeah. And then, um, after that, I like to affirm people. I like to tell people, which I know you do uh, probably on a daily basis, is I just want them to know they're not alone and with the mess they're going through, that they're loved. And so go for it. The floor is yours. Sure, sure. 
Hello, everyone. This is the <laughs> end of the podcast, and I've enjoyed myself during this interview. Very much so. Uh, again, my name is Irene Jean Santos. You can follow me on Instagram at Irene Jean Santos, I-R-E-N-E-J-E-A-N-S-A-N-T-O-S, and I'm sure he's going to have it in the description. I will. <laughs> and the same goes for Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, you took my future <laughs> out of my mind. It's as if you knew. <laughs> I am planning on starting to do a vlog on the YouTube channel. I just have to pinpoint a lot of other things and how I'm going to make that work. But I would appreciate a subscribe and follow on that. And for the ending part of it, it would have to be, I will have to say the cliche to start with, which is, yes, you're not alone. There's a lot of people out there that are going through similar struggles and you can get through it the same way that they have. But now more importantly, I need everyone to know that every struggle is unique. Mm. And if you sat there and you said, well, they went through it, so I can do it. Or mm, they're having more issues than I am. So mine isn't really as drastic. Then that puts you in an unhealthy mental category because then now, again, you're comparing yourself to others, whether that be in a good light or bad. And I would suggest rather than saying somebody else out there has it harder than me, or if they were able to get through it, so can I just reassure yourself that your problem is unique and that you matter and that it matters. And in how you solve that issue is what's going to matter in the end, right? Mm. Ask the right questions. Don't, don't, dive into the hole, dig yourself out by asking the right questions and surrounding yourself with the right people who are going to be empathetic towards you, who's going to want to dig deeper into your life and who's going to want to help you get out as opposed to the yes, yes, yes people that we were talking about during the show. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So with that, that is the end of the podcast. Do you have anything else you want to say? You just want to sign off and tell everybody, thank you for listening. Of course. Thank you so much for listening. God bless and <laughs> be grateful every day. And if you, you can't try it anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <You'll see it. laughs> yeah. Awesome. What a wonderful episode. I am so glad you guys were able to listen to Irene and all the wisdom that she was able to share. I hope that you were able to take some notes and you were able to apply some of that stuff to your life. She is a mindset coach and she knows what she's talking about. So for me, I took a lot because motivation has been a real killer in my life. Like I have no motivation and the only motivation I do have is to do nothing. So uh, I took the words that Irene said and I'm going to apply it to my life and hopefully uh, I see a change and I know I should expect a change as well. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Just Not Good Enough podcast. So please follow us at the JNGE podcast on Instagram, uh, Twitter, even though people don't use Twitter anymore. Uh, I would say Facebook, but people don't use Facebook anymore. So Instagram is, is where it's at right now. Um, other than that, guys, follow me or should, I should say subscribe to me on Patreon. Guys, Tomomi's been holding it down. She is the one and only. 
And I know she would like to see more people support just like she is supporting. So Tomomi, this is to you. And I've said this in the last couple episodes, but Domo Arigato Gozaimasu. I appreciate your support so much. Please, everyone else, support as well. Anything helps. And I can continue to do this podcast and get great guests. Um, any other information that's going to be about this episode and the intro artist or Irene is all going to be in the show notes. Other than that, guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. I want you to know that you are loved, you have value, you have worth, and you are meant for so much more. So please get that, get into that motivation and triumph over the day. They say the best thing to do every day is to wake up and make your bed because that's the first task you get to complete and it carries on for the rest of the day. So I am trying that. That is something new and I'm excited for what is to come guys 2023 and i hope this podcast has touched your life and i love you guys thanks for listening